love and love and love. Some people don't understand that love and love and love. Love is a weakness. We can't talk about love. Okay, we won't. We can't talk about peace. Sorry. This is all weaknesses. This yes, is we don't want show. those. We don't want that. No, no. We only want loudness. We only want loudness and we want... And war. And, yeah, con- and violence. And conflict, yes. And McDonald's cheeseburgers. And McDonald's cheeseburgers. <laughs> but I don't. <laughs> French fries? Yeah. French fries? I like French fries. Oh, there you go. All right. We're in the green room. <laughs> Once again, today it is 6 o'clock, and this is our new time, but we might be going back to the old time. Who knows? Who knows? We, see. we can call the old time hour when we go back. The old time hour, right? What time is it? It's old time. There we go. There's got to be a booze called old time. Yeah. You can get that as a sponsor. Right. I get that as a sponsor. We've got to look for them. God, we need a sponsor. We do. Anybody out there who wants to sponsor in the green room a really wholesome, holistic uh, view of the world. Like old-time beer. Like old-time what? Old-time. That would be a good sponsor. Is that like a cliche? Old-time beer with that great old-time hangover flavor. Ah, uh, Yes. I don't know if I've ever had that old-time beer. I have some new-time beers, but <laughs> I, I haven't the old. there is such a thing. <laughs> it just sounds good. Well, you I'll know what? To, it would make it. I'll, I'll I have think to it do it. it. I'll have to do a search. Old-time. It's got to be somewhere. Oh, it's... Uh, we'll, we'll find it. Anywhere, anything, like the Beatles say, there's nothing you can say that hasn't been said, nothing you can read that hasn't been read. I don't think this has been read. I found this news, the big Lambertville news. I forgot my newspaper. I just saw it. As a matter of fact, it it broke today on the one and only New Hope Free Press. And the announcement is Procter & Gamble. If you don't know who they are, they're like one of the world's largest seller of domestic goods and soaps and all kinds of crap. (laughs) It's looking for a way to demonstrate the epic cleaning power of its Dawn dish soap in... None other than the city of Lambertville wants to help promote local business so the two are joining forces to host a massive and hopefully messy community dinner on August 13th. That's less than two weeks. Hmm. Less than two weeks today. P&G has already filled all the seats at what they say will be a 2,000-foot-long dinner table stretching from (laughs) Bridge Street... To Delaware Avenue on North Union Street. Get out. Already taken up. I mean, on, what, what, on, on Union it's, Street, it's, did it's you already, say? It says it's already filled. It says 2,000 foot long dinner table stretch from Bridge Street to Delaware Avenue on North Union Street. Damn. The three course meal comprises well, something that'll be hard to clean up. You'll and be sitting at a table? Is this, this is Apparently. A, yeah. I, I don't know. I assume it's, I don't know if it's family style or, <laughs> or, or what it's going to be. The menu, the menu features salad with balsamic, balsamic vinegar, I assume, and oil, spaghetti with a red sauce, and dark berry cobbler. And P&G plans to show off how a single bottle, that's right, folks, a single bottle of oh. Dawn can handle the entire job. Cleaning up after everyone eating at a two thousand foot long dinner table, isn't that amazing? I think it's going to be incredible. <laughs> <laughs> Whether they sneak some other bottles of Dawn into the dishwasher, I don't know. <laughs> and they're not taking care of cleaning up all the dishes from the event, but also any additional costs the city city stemming from the event. Of course, it's all being filmed and will undoubtedly wind up as a television commercial, but. It didn't stop event registration from topping out quickly. That's amazing. You know, if only I knew. (laughs) If only I knew. You You mean you can't buy your ticket now? I guess not. It's already filled up. I mean, this would be great to do like like a live show for for the radio station. You do this, you know, the giant dawn meal from the street. Hmm. But this this is pretty exciting stuff. You know, that'd be great if somebody was listening and were interested in the giant... Dawn-sponsored meal. Giant Dawn-sponsored Yes. Meal. Maybe you could, like, organize a protest, you know, do it on, like a hunger theme. You know, we got 
hungry people who aren't able to eat. They should get the first place at they the table. They should get the first place. That's the way it should be. But we won't know until we get there who's put this together and how this will work out. Tune yeah. in next week. That's right. Tune in to Procter & Gamble. Procter & Gamble. What, what are their, their products again? They I don't know. Let's find It's Dawn. They have a whole range of all kinds of domestic and consumable goodies. Hmm. Let's see what I can find here. Of course, it's, it's Procter, Procter & Gamble, otherwise known as P&G. Procter & Gamble, yeah, I mean, they've been around for since I was a kid, I believe. Well, you know, as the article points out, they were known for, for starting the, the proverbial soap opera because they would sponsor these TV shows hmm. to sell their various soap products. <laughs> no pun intended, huh? Soap operas, is that why they yeah. called them that? Because Procter & Gamble was sponsoring it? Yeah. You know, I always wondered why they called it soap. I figured soap was like an initial abbreviation for something like uh, oh, let's, subject let's, of... Oh, my, they have all kinds of brands. Maybe some you're, you're very familiar with, like tampons. Oh, yes. Let's see. Gain, Crest, Charmin, Brawn, Downy, Gillette, Head & Shoulders, Old Spice, Rejoice, who I have no idea what this is, uh, Tampax, Tide, Vicks, Safeguard soap, Pampers, Loves. So they're they're pretty enormous. They bought everybody so out. In fact, that's yeah. This is uh, this is no. They're they're a major corporation, and they're coming to Lambertville to feed people. That's really nice. Huh. That's good. I mean, uh, it depends on who gets the food. Yes. Well, but hopefully uh, hungry people. Hungry people. I don't know. Anybody out there? Call us up. Are you hungry? Six zero nine four six zero four six seven three. Would you like to eat courtesy of Procter and Gamble? If you're hungry, and call you, us up. <laughs> if you're hungry and you know it, <laughs> Let's dial your phone. That's right. If you're hungry and you know, we'll it, try dial to get you phone. a seat at the table. That's right. We'll see what we can do. We'll, we'll, we'll work it out. You can jump in front of the cameras. That's right. I'll show them. Well, so well, what you been up to, bro? Well, well, you know, I had the pleasure of going to Cape Cod this weekend in Massachusetts. Uh, I don't think I've been there since the late '80s. So wow. it was um, it was kind of a, a flashback. Did you bed and breakfasted, or you just went? No, up? we stayed with my brother's wife. You know, my brother passed away a number of years ago, and she's since remarried. And we got to see her. We haven't seen her in a long time. Well, that's nice. So it was really nice. And they lived in a town outside uh, Boston, and the real estate had just has just gone bananas. And she was able to, I assume, sell the house at a very tidy profit and sunk some of the money into this very nice house on Cape Cod. Yeah, real estate's good when you know how to. You're and at the right time. It's literally like a like a ten minute drive to the ocean. So whenever you want to go on the beach, just hop in your car for ten minutes, and you're there. Bicycle. So, or, or you could bicycle, you know, whatever mm-hmm. whatever works for you. So Cape it's Cod, it's, it's, nice. it's a great spot. We went to the Cape Cod Baseball League. The Cape of Cod. So that was <laughs> that was pretty cool too. <laughs> Cape Cod League is one of those those um, summer minor leagues for uh, for for the better um, college kids, college players. Okay. So I think it's a ten team league in different areas of uh, of Cape Cod, and we were in Katuit. So we watched the Ketuit Kettleers <laughs> play Cape Cod baseball. Ketuit Kettleers. Yes, uh, the Kettleers. Legend has it that when the white folks came, uh, the Indians bargained for, I guess, the land that makes the town for, like, a couple kettles. Or though that was later changed to a, a much single, larger kettle. So uh-huh. that's how the, the area became known as that of the Kettleers. You're, Not to be confused with the Cavaliers. You're giant, jiving me, right? No, that's that's what we read. If it's on the internet, it must be true. <laughs> that's what they say. I thought it was a place like where they made kettles, but apparently that's that's not the case. Well, the Indians probably. I'm sure they find they it knew how to make quite kettles, quite yeah. handy to to have a kettle. I mean, absolutely. Especially well, when you're like hunting a lot of game, you know that stuff's got to cook a while. 
Yeah. You're yeah. going to kill your teeth. Um, speaking of game, uh, my um, son, uh, stepson, um, was on a boat last week. Was it a good boat? It was a good ship lollipop, okay. yeah. And uh, they, he went out with his dad and his three brothers, or two brothers, and they went out into the, like, 70, 70 miles off the coast. Wow. And uh, at 2 o'clock in the morning, they got a pull on their line, and they started fighting with this thing. It was really strong. Okay. And as they found out, it was a shark. Mm. And it was a big shark. Really? And they knew it was a mako. You okay. Know, you know what I mean? And uh, they started fighting to get it onto the ship. And it took a couple of hours, and they almost fell in the water. The thing was huge. As a matter of so fact. How big, how big was the boat? The boat was, um, I think he said it was a 40-footer or something okay. like that. But when you see, I mean, this was in all the papers, mm-hmm. and this is on all the news. It's a big deal because it was the largest oh, fish Oh, they ever. were the ones who did that. You heard about yes, it. Yes, I did. It's the largest fish recorded in uh, New Jersey history. It's almost 1,000 pounds. 926 pounds. So, so they... Does uh, anybody eat that thing? Oh, or? they chopped it up. Everybody's <laughs> getting a piece. Actually, <laughs> well, uh, that's good. I don't eat it, and I was kind of upset by it, but... What am I going to say? This is a, an award-winning yeah, it's, scope. I'm not into... It kind of comes with fishing. I guess you could try to just catch it and throw it back. But I think And these guys of, weren't real fishermen. <laughs> it's the kicker, you know. They, they, they did just, fishing, but they... They just kind of showed up. They didn't know that this was what they were going to get. So they got all kinds of accolades and pictures taken and on the news and uh, even get to speak wow. on the news. So they were really uh, blown away. And yesterday, or the day before, I was at uh, passing through there where they had uh, these, all the teeth of the shark. Mm. And the shark has rows and rows of mm-hmm. teeth. I mean, a tremendous amount of teeth. And they were sorting it out <laughs> to, the, to the five guys. Mm. You take this one. It was, yeah. like the, it was like the draft. Okay, I want this one. I'll take the big one. I'll take this one. You know. Yeah. So it was kind of cute. That sounds kind of nasty to me. Yeah, well, you know, uh, the the shark was not um, an endangered species, so not this one, anyways. Not this one, but um, they it was quite an event, quite an event. Anyway, that's talking about making making the game. Of course, Cape Cod is famous for uh, for shark fishing. Yeah. That was the scene of Jaws. That's where the, the book and the, the movie took place. Well, that's what they thought they were getting <laughs> when they saw the size of this thing. Yeah, uh, a 1,000-pound shark. It's a good thing it was a big boat. Yeah, it barely fit through where they were pulling it, the doorway that they were pulling it through onto the foot. That's... Uh, it was like, uh, you know, it wasn't that big, the doorway. At least it didn't look that big. But the shark filled that space, and they were tugging at it to get it on. That's, 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 I mean, I can't imagine the strength you used to pull that thing on the boat. Yeah, four or five of them. I don't know, I was going to say, people must have taken turns. Yeah, they were, they were like, um, they couldn't believe it. They were in the one behind the other trying to get it on, you know. And uh, I think that one of the ropes snapped and the guy almost fell in, which would have been uh, not so nice, but, um, all is well that ends well, except for the shark. But uh, it was a big catch. You know, I just I just saw a story here that I think you might be interested in. It's, can weed make you a better athlete? Interesting. So it's a, um, it's on the CNN. Well, it's actually on Bleacher Report, but I got through CNN. And, and it. And it starts, cannabis is the perfect medicine for athletes, says retired NFL offensive lineman Eben Britton over the phone, stating matter-of-factly what's still generally considered taboo. In the world of modern cannabis advocacy, you're never talking about weed, pot, marijuana, or, insert slang term here, it's cannabis. (laughs) This is not some back-alley street drug, he continues. It's a medicinal herb 
that provides the only potential solution to both concussion CTE, chronic traumatic, let's see if I can pronounce this, <laughs> and cephalopathy. Hey, sounds good to me. And the opiate epidemic. That hypothesis is the impetus behind Athletes for Care, a new nonprofit of which Britain, along with 26 other athletes from the NFL, NBA, NHL, and UFC, is a founding member. The organization is dedicated to promoting a holistic, alternative approach to athlete wellness, both for those still playing and retirees. Cannabis is just one part of the wellness package albeit an important one. Yeah, uh, you know. So it's definitely... Definitely working. It's it's definitely getting more attention. It's got so many posi- positive um, production out of it. I mean, positive. It's... it's uh, The more I've heard, you know, um, uh, I, I, drive, I drive the Lyft now. I think, mm-hmm. you know, and I meet a lot of people in the car. Mm-hmm. And um, I get stories, you know. And one of the stories was that his, his uncle uh, had MS, mm-hmm. started taking the marijuana the in the CBD form, not the THC. But so the what's, what's CBD? CBD, I, I, if I got it right, if it's CBD or CBD. And if he doesn't, somebody call us up. Yeah, yeah, out. please do. Um, it's It's... The, the plant has many different um, chemicals, mm-hmm. ingredients in, in this flower, and they've managed to break it down to the sativa and the CBD and the THC. They like are able to break it down so that into the chemical compounds. Yeah, the chemical. Thank you. Sprain. Anyway, I when I when I see, uh, I have the. Uh, <laughs> Uh, uh, yeah, well, what, that's another story. But I have um, gone to these dispensaries. Mm-hmm. And in the dispensaries, when you go there, they give you like a menu of all the different treatments that come from the different marijuana, hmm. the cannabis, different cannabis. It's pretty far, far out. I mean, I never knew. You know, who knew? You know, they, they've been developing stuff for years and years, trying to research this thing, and now they're coming out with all this incredible information. Um, it's just as this guy said that his uncle was healed from MS or it helped amazing, amazingly to him. I've heard other things about it, too. You know, a really dear friend of mine was in agony because he had cancer. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, in his bone and in his prostate, mm. and he still does. Uh, unless this, he tried something else too, but he did. He, he by accident he went to a friend's house who had the marijuana oil, mm-hmm. and he told him to try it. And he tried it. He actually slept that night, mm. and he actually the pain kind of disappeared. Nice. So so he did that for the whole time he was up. He was up in Vermont, and. Um, and uh, then we had a guest on our show. Remember Jerry Petito? Mm-hmm. Um, actually, I'm going to her show next, uh, Thursday. Going to be on her Hamilton show. Well, I, I forgot. Kind of show me yours. I'll show you mine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's it called? What was her book called? Uh, ass. Oh. I ain't an ass. Or? Uh, I'm an ass, not an addict, or an, oh, I'm right, an addict, or I'm not, not an ass, yeah. or something like that. <laughs> Kiss my ass, I'm an addict, or <laughs> something like that. But kiss get, my addicted ass, <laughs> uh, something like that. Something like that. But anyway, she she was on our show and talk, talking to us about um, the the um, acid and alkaline mm-hmm. in our body, and how there's a test that you can take at the pharmacy. You just pee on this thing, and they'll come up with it. And uh, it's pretty far out because. Um, he, I didn't. I was going to tell him about this, but he came out and said it before me. He said, "Yeah, my friend, we've been taking this uh, alkaline uh, sub substance to to uh, build up, and you know, he said this is all working. It's all feeling good. So, anyway, it was such a beautiful story about 
Yeah, marijuana is, is a very helpful thing in many. And I, you know, I smoked it for years, 50 years, I think I could say. And uh, not on all the time. There were times when I didn't smoke. But still, uh, you know, I never realized that it could be helping me <laughs> in a lot of ways. So, so the article goes on to quote a former flyer, Philadelphia flyer, and I hope I'm pronouncing this correctly. Meeting all those other athletes who are doing the same thing made me realize, no, I'm not crazy, said Riley Cody, I don't know if we can say Cody, a retired NHL player and other founding member. Cody and his partners at Athletes for Care may not be the minority for long or, depending on who you ask, the vocal face of a silent majority. As marijuana decriminalization becomes increasingly common and the dangers of being a professional athlete get more exposure, particularly in the NFL, where opioid abuse, painkiller abuse, and concussion risks frequently grab national headlines, athletes in cannabis have entered a marriage of convenience, if nothing else. If your bread and butter is your body, you need to find a substance way, a a sustainable way, sorry, to keep performing at a high level. And I learned that the hard way, says Cody. The former Philadelphia Flyer says... Because he couldn't use cannabis, his preferred form of pain management, while on, while on the road, he started falling off track a little bit with team-supplied painkillers. If I could have done, done it the way I wanted, he adds, cannabis would have been the way I always manage my, ta- my pain, sleep, and anxiety. Hmm. So, I mean, I, I mean, especially, I mean, hockey players... I mean, they're like in a meat grinder, like every night. Yeah. So I mean, this is—I mean, it's just a brutal sport, and that's why a lot of people like it. Right. 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 I mean, I've, I've never been a hockey fight guy, but it just right. makes people bananas when they when they when they watch it sometimes. Yes. Britain it estimates does. that a minimum of fifty percent of NFL players use cannabis, and says it's fairly easy not to get caught, despite what the omnipresent suspensions for violating the league's substance abuse policy would suggest it yeah that aren't they uh tested drug i think they are but i don't know how much if they get any well that's the thing about thc it doesn't like disappear in your system no it's not like alcohol no so that's i think that's one of the issues with with marijuana testing is and the issue has come up and as far as safety and driving and i read a, a really good article about an employer, I think I think it was in Ohio, and they're doing really well, but for the fact they can't find enough job candidates who don't flunk drug tests. Now it could be marijuana. Well, I, I could, think I heard about that. It yeah. could be other things, and they are literally saying no to work because mm-hmm. they can't find enough people. And there was an earlier article I read about there are a lot of employers, especially in manufacturing and blue-collar jobs, who want immigrants. They don't want mm. <laughs> the local population so much because they've, they've, they've interviewed and screened so many, and so many of them drop out because of positive drug tests, whether it's because of painkillers or heroin or, or whatever it is. Right. And and especially in the issue of, of medical marijuana is concerned, I mean, I I normally took the position that you know if it's if it's a medical issue and the person's got a medical issue, then then it should be okay. But the owner had the owner had a good point in that they were dealing with they were creating something like I don't know it was something like a, like a barrel. It was a big cylindrical heavy meta, metal object, which. The lightest ones weighed like eight hundred pounds. And to do what? To it was it was a manufacturing plant. I, I forget what exactly the end product does, but essentially they're they're manufacturing these big hunks of metal hmm. in a certain shape. Okay. And the owner was like, you know, if somebody drops one, it's not like they're gonna break a toe. Somebody's <sighs> gonna die. <sighs> so so they don't allow they test for any kind of level of anything. Because they're afraid somebody's going to show up and make a mistake, and somebody's going to get really hurt. So that's, you know, that's kind of hard to argue with. Well, know? yeah, but, but as opposed to most jobs, most jobs you're not dealing with, you know, bulldozers or, yeah. or cranes or mm. you know molten metal or right. you know 
red hot giant chunks of metal. You well, know. Then, I, I think it really would come up to the user to 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 understand what is this really going to make it easier for me or is it going to make it harder for me? Um, well, I with mean, if hands the, on. If the person's desperate for money, then they just might fake it till they make it, as it were. Well, and if they need the money, then they'll just do the best they can and hope nobody gets hurt. Right. I mean, that's that's kind of the danger. But people do that. They do that, and uh, I, I, you know, like you said, most, uh, let's say a lot, not most, but a lot of uh, jobs don't require heavy lifting of heavy objects that's going to fall on your yeah. head. Um, you, you could make a mistake, but again, um, I have always felt more in touch with my environment when I would smoke. It kept me more awake in a sense. Yeah. You know, uh, I, I guess you can go for the, 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 the drunken high. That's the, that's the difference, you know, I think. People, uh, I, I wouldn't want people drinking um, on a job. Yeah, I mean, that's, you that's know, a little, uh, when I lived in, uh, in Connecticut, in West Hartford, there was a major, major construction project going on, like a 20-minute walk from my house. It was like the biggest, it was the biggest private development in the state of Connecticut in years. And a friend of mine, I was friendly with the local liquor store owner. We'd go down and buy wine, had a huge wine selection, and we talked about you know, what was going on in his store because there was so many construction workers in the right. area. Right. And it's like they're buying, like, 16-ounce beers. They're buying this beer. They're buying that beer. Right, right, right. You know, some of them are iron workers. They're out on the... On the limbs. <laughs> they're out there. Yeah. So it's, you know... I've been doing this for years. You know, it's... <laughs> you know, on the other hand, I mean, obviously, like you said, I mean, they've... To a certain extent, you know, they're they're putting their own lives in their own hands. But unfortunately, when doing construction, you could also harm other people as well. Anybody who's around, for sure. So this is what the uh, you, you asked about the tests, and apparently NFL says only test once a year randomly during the off season, and a player needs to fail multiple tests to get suspended. If we're any more strict, Britain said half the league would be, would have been suspended for drug use. You can smoke as much weed as you want throughout the season. The test is just about, in quotes, protecting the shield, whatever that means. NFL recently reached out to the NFLPA about studying the potential use of marijuana as a pain management tool per a new report from the Washington Post. Overreliance on painkillers just isn't an NFL issue, though, as UFC fighter Bass Rutten, another member of Athletes for Care, knows too well. They destroyed my life, he says, of the of the up to eight Oxycontin he was ingesting a day. Oh, man. I almost fell asleep behind the wheel. My blood pressure was up. I was sweating at night. Finally, I said, I got to stop this stuff. Yeah. That's another, you know, as if hockey wasn't brutal enough. Now we have UFC, right. which is, <laughs> it's, it's, it's literally out of... I guess there are a few things that are out of bounds. Not like, like the good old days of boxing uh-huh. where you just beat each other's brains in. I mean, this is... You could, like, rip people's fingers off, practically speaking. Well, yeah. I mean, but <laughs> talking about boxing, yeah, I, there's boxing that is really horrible. I don't, yeah. Kick, kicking and boxing. Kick, yeah, and some, well, some parts of the... That's pretty intense. You know, it's, it's, and they don't have those gloves on there. These little bitty things. You know, it's actually, although you're not necessarily fighting each other, kickboxing as an exercise has become a, a, a very big a very big sport where you can go into a gym and essentially you're just working a, a hard bag. So this, this gentleman, whoa, Mr. Rutten, where did this go? He stated consume, he started consuming cannabis, especially cannabinoids <laughs> That's or CBDs, in other words. The non-THC, non-psychoactive part of the cannabis, Rutten was an instant convert and estimates that 80% of UFC fighters use cannabis to recuperate. There's nothing worse than getting injured and taking a pain pill, he says now. It actually makes things worse. Yeah, you know, they just don't know what's going on in their body. And uh, before you know it, they're hooked and it's painful to get out of that addiction. Anecdotally, cannabis sounds like a miracle drug. 
the problem is corroborating that with science, given that the plant's Schedule One status makes it difficult to research mm. in a lab-controlled setting. Athletes for Care has partnered with the Lambert Center for the Study of Medicinal Cannabis and Hemp at Thomas Jefferson University. Hmm, uh, that's down in Philly, I think, uh-huh. to advocate for that kind of research. I mean, that's just it. I mean, if they could open up this to research, I mean, whether pot is all that different from lettuce or radishes or palm trees, there might be all kinds of good stuff we could find in palm trees but or, uh, or coconuts or... You know, I think there's a cure for everything in or the Or radishes or, you know, but definitely marijuana has definitely gotten, you know, it's, it's you know, scary stuff as far as the government is concerned. So it's it's really not... Wouldn't oh, it, though it's kind of funny, you know. You know, we were, you know, the federal government was pumping soldiers full of morphine for, for years. Mm-hmm. So I don't, I don't know how much research they did into that before, before they let loose with that stuff. They would do testing with LSD, too. You know, I think they started using a type of cocaine during uh, the Civil War as an anesthetic. Uh-huh. So this, this stuff goes, goes way back. Well, the Indians used peyote <laughs> to, to uh, do their thing. Magic mushrooms. It says one of the most seductive potential uses for cannabis, at least for NFL fans, is preventing CTE. Now, CTE is that really terrible brain disease that you often get with repeated blows to the head. Um, They recently did a study of, I think it was 100 uh, deceased NFL players, and only one did not have this disease. Mm -hmm. Everybody else had CTE. We know from animal models that CBD itself is neuroprotective, says Dr. Pollack. That's what I was talking about, CBD. but, But we don't know to what extent... That extends to humans. Well, people are experimenting with it now. So and they, it seems to be doing really well. So they quote Cody again, Cody, the NHL player. It's anecdotal, but I've been in over 250 fights in my life, taking a lot of a head trauma, says Cody. I believe the cannabinoids I consumed while I was playing protected my brain. The guys who consume cannabis through their football careers are going to be in much better shape coming out of them than the guys that didn't. Well, I guess we might find out. There's a lot of, couple of football players that I know that got caught and got suspended and got fines, fines, fines. It's a tough, you know. It's like um, we've got to come up to this level of understanding that they're uh, get away from these pharmaceuticals. People, I, I mean, I get crazy because I spend so much on pharmaceuticals for my heart and basically for my heart. But uh, it's just ridiculous. And, and, and the thing that holds it back, like you said, is the pharmaceutical companies. Well, this they're is... afraid they're going to not, not be able to get put, put their poison out. The athletes also agree, somewhat ominously, that cannabis should not be used should I'm sorry, should be used as part of a healthy lifestyle and is not a cure-all. Cannabis is a huge part of my daily regimen, Britain says. Exercise, nutrition, meditation, fasting. I'm approaching my physical and mental health from all sides because of the realities that I'm potentially facing CTE. If you're imagining these athletes grabbing a bong to help get through their workouts, you've got the wrong image, microdosing via... High CBD vaporizer pens, tinctures, topicals, and capsules are far more popular options. Uh-huh. It's in just such small amounts that you hardly get any feeling besides the relief, says Cody. I have a vape that's 85% CBD. It makes my body feel well, adds Marvin Washington, retired NFL player and another Athletes for Cure founder. When I stand up, I don't have to unwind myself. I can just stand up. Yeah. It's a beautiful thing. Yeah, it's, it's a beautiful um, thing. I, I, the more and more research. I mean, I, I think marijuana cannabis is one of the biggest research drugs of all time. They're back in the '60s and '70s, how could they say they need more research? They've come up with something. They've figured out that there's different parts of the plant that work 
to help people, to heal people. Hmm. It says here a picture from the UFC Hall of Fame. I didn't even know the UFC had a Hall of Fame. I didn't think it was around that long enough. Or anyone survived long enough to be a member <laughs> of the UFC Hall of Fame. Right. But, um, well, live in this world. And um, we live and we learn. Well, you know, some people will never try it be just because uh, the the intention of it, you know, the the stigma that's left with it. Um, you know, I'll, I'll tell you a, a story. I mean, for myself, now I have the card, the marijuana card, mm-hmm. but I find it hard to f- smoke in public. Okay, it's, it's kind of like the stigma it's of still a taboo. Yeah, to me. Mm-hmm. To me, and and the people around me, you know, it's like, well, do they understand that I'm not breaking the law? Mm. <laughs> you know, that I'm not being a wise guy. Uh, but lately, the last couple of times I've been at concerts or be in other uh, situations, I've um, I've smoked, and it was a wonderful thing. Well, I've always thought concerts were always kind of a unofficial go zone as far as <laughs> marijuana was yeah. concerned. Well, I went to God a place. knows I've consumed a lot more secondhand than than directly thanks to uh, thanks to concerts. Yep. Well, secondhand, huh? So it says <laughs> in states where cannabis is legalized, not quite in New Jersey though. It's a business opportunity, one that investors are all too eager to get athletes involved in because it's like you know, hey, right? You know, got these endorsement deals for. Food and beer and right. pickup trucks. Uh huh. Why not marijuana? Right. <laughs> After all, if you're marketing a supplement, who better to sell it than someone who, at least from the outside, looks like the very picture of health? Mm-hmm. There are so many mm-hmm. fake things out there. Everybody's bought stuff that doesn't work, and it's a shame. Absolutely. Says Rutten. Good point. Of the current cannabis industry, still struggling to find credibility in a period with no federal regulation. The issue of less than above board cannabis companies even appears on the new issue of HBO's Ballers. Not something I watch. Mm-hmm. One of the athletes on the show receives a duffel bag of cash to wear a hoodie that says high powered. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean that's just it. I mean it's there's a lot of money to be made, especially as this becomes more and more legal and some of it's it's like when anything else comes more popular or legalized. It's like automobiles, you know, when the first automobiles came out, they were death traps. Right. I mean, they were starting fires left and right, Mm -hmm. but you know, over time, it progressed. You got, you got better ones. Yeah. Yeah. Well, hopefully this can grow. But the funny thing is that I'm finding, like I said about driving in the car, more and more people, are getting into it and understanding that it, they they need help. They're going to try to find a doctor who will prescribe that. And not a lot of doctors are uh, certified to... to um, and it, I'm sure it doesn't take much. Just makes It just takes someone who is open to the fact that maybe this works or, or it does work. You give it a try. Um, my doctor was great. He said that he... He feels that he really helps his uh, his uh, patients when they ask for it, and um, you know, as for me, I, I feel different about it than I used to feel, and uh, I'll um, I'll you know partake in it when I'm going to bed just to give me a good night's sleep. I have the the, the absence of THC, and um, it's a good thing. It's really a good thing. I. Uh, I kind of prescribe it for people who are in agony and they don't know that they can do that when they have so much um, chronic pain. Mm -hmm. That's when you can really find out about it. And uh, it's a big hidden secret. You know, there's an article in today's uh, Washington Post, why Jeff Sessions is going to lose his war against cannabis. Oh, yeah. This is by Ashley Brad Bradford. Ashley Bradford. Whoever whoever Ashley Bradford is. 
So at least on one front, however, Sessions' new war on drugs is likely to fail, and taking on cannabis, especially the medical uses of cannabis, he is staking out a position that is at odds with powerful interests and is overwhelmingly majority of Americans from nearly all walks of life. The tide is too strong to, f- to swim against. Hmm. The first obstacle is that the medical community has largely resolved the question of whether cannabis is clinically useful. In January, the National Academy of Sciences, Engineering, and Medicine reported that there is conclusive evidence that cannabis, both whole plant and extracts, is clinically effective at treating some diseases, including chronic pain. Cannabis may prove to be a pain management strategy that could substitute for opioids in many desperate patients. And the National Institute on Drug Abuse acknowledges that cannabis may be an effective tool to combat the opioid crisis. Researchers studying the relationship between medical cannabis laws and opioid use have found that states with such laws have nearly a 25% reduction in opioid-related deaths. The contrast between opioids, which kill more than, uh, give or take, 33,000 Americans in 2015, and cannabis could not be more striking. Hmm. As the NIDA states out in its Drug Facts Marijuana webpage, there are no reported... No reports of teens or adults fatally overdosing on marijuana alone. I, I don't think there's ever. I been. think there are people who get killed stone behind the wheel and 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 having accidents, but I don't think it's thirty three thousand Americans. No, no, a lot less, a lot less. Um, we have to break. We haven't broke. We went drove right through it. We're gonna break bread, and we're we should bring some bread. That would be nice. <laughs> We'll go I to would the break. love some bread. <laughs> we'll break some bread. We'll break some bread. We'll be right back and uh, hang in there for some more interesting talk. I hope you call in 609-460-4673. And uh, we'll be right back after um, a couple of these important promotional things. You can join PANJ Radio at any time. See you in about two minutes. Anderson with Delish Catering. And I'm Laura Mangone from Chamber Swap Cafe and Catering. And we'd like you to join us on Food for Thought Where. What do we talk about, Laura? We talk about restaurants. We talk about pet recipes, peeves, pet food. peeves, bitchy hostesses. <laughs> All sorts of food related items. All sorts of Tune food in. stuff. And sometimes not so much food stuff. We go off on segues, but we have a lot of fun, don't we? Absolutely. So join us on Food for Thought. PANJRadio.com, 1 o'clock weekdays. CASA, court-appointed special advocates of Burlington and Mercer County, are seeking volunteers to serve as the eyes and ears of the court concerning children who have been placed in foster care due to the parental abuse and neglect. Our volunteers speak for these children and help them achieve a safe and permanent home. To serve as a volunteer, you need no special training. You only have to be 21 years old and have access to transportation. To contact us, contact us through www.casamercer.org or call 609-434-0050 or 609-265-2222. Thank you. We're back on Cannabis Radio. Cannabis Radio. Ah, uh, yes. Well, you know, we've Sit had back a few and pro- relax. We've had some programs on cannabis and, and about this subject, and we're going to have some more because I think it's a really important subject for people to know that uh, 
Get rid of the taboos. Yeah, I mean, this is a really art, uh, interesting piece in the in the post, and I mean, some of this is stuff I've never never heard of before. I hope it's true. In the post, you can never the Washington tell. Post, yeah, and not the, not the yeah. New York Post. <laughs> it says it was. Uh, uh, where is it here? It says uh, there was a there was a uh, data per- published in the American Journal of Public Health in February suggests that laws allowing it, that is. Legalized cannabis uh-huh. were associated with fewer traffic fatalities. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. state governments have a second major hurdle for sessions. States are sharply opposed to his moves to crack down on their cannabis policies. Eight states with nearly 20% of the U.S. population have legalized recreational, recreational cannabis use by adults. 29 so, states and the District of Columbia have approved the medical use of botanical cannabis with 17 more having cannabis extract laws in place. And this is... In two studies, there's substantial reductions to a broad array of prescription spending for both Medicare and Medicaid in states that have medical cannabis laws in effect. Medicare and Medicaid don't cover cannabis, but it nevertheless appears to substitute for many prescription drugs that the programs do cover. Hello, one second. Caller. Hello. Welcome. Hello. Hi. I'm listening to your show. I have a question. You have a question? Just one? <laughs> we may have an answer. <laughs> Go. How close are we to having marijuana legalized in New Jersey? That's a good question. I In New Jersey, um, hmm, I know it's on the books. I know there was a, there's a bill that's coming out uh, to be passed on the... Um, Recreational marijuana, but I uh, don't know if that's going to pass. You know, uh, it, it's supposed to. Uh, there was one senator who who really was behind this, who wrote the bill, but uh, it might take a little while before everybody catches up. It seems like this is a slow uh, local train; it's on the local tracks. But it is happening. I mean, you know, where where do you it's live? Oh, I live in in Flemington area. We just moved here. Oh, okay. So, um, you know, you 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 have the same medical marijuana laws that we have <laughs> in New Jersey because we're in New Jersey, and uh, you know, it's uh, if you know someone who really needs it, um, there there is ways to get it. You know, to get the medical certificate or whatever it is, the card, and. Uh, well, yeah. My sister, my sister had breast cancer three years ago, and it was smoking marijuana that got her through the chemo. Really? Yes, yes, yes. I've heard that before. Actually, it's a, it's, um, it's amazing. I mean, because of the the way they've broken down the chemistry of it, and seen that there's so many different qualities to uh, that could prevent certain things to help certain things. And a friend of mine just, I was speaking about it earlier, he um, had the same experience. His whole body was full, you know, it was like in pain. He had bone cancer and, uh, well, what is it, prostate cancer. And um, he just happened to find a friend, an old friend, and had some oil. And he did the oil and it just, he slept that night and uh, pain went away the next day and he kept doing it. But uh, and I told him he's got to get to the. I think he, the state he's in though. I don't know if they have it, and that's that, that's a problem, because you can't go across the state line with it. But uh, you know, so um, but it's great. That's a good story, and uh, it helped yeah. him helped her get through it. Oh, unbelievable! She wouldn't have been able to without it. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I you know as 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 a practical matter. You know, unless you're you're buying mass quantities, I'm I'm sure a lot of the local cops are kind of looking the other way. I mean, I, I mean, I can't. Certain towns, they tell me. I, you know, I it's it's just you know, I just think that politically, it's it's just not the hot potato it used to be. I mean, if 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 someone is caught with a small amount of marijuana, I, I think the issue would be is if you're caught in a car and there's the smell of marijuana. And the person is pulled over because they're speeding or swerving or whatever. I think that could be a serious problem. But 
I would imagine if you have a small amount of marijuana and for some reason, you know, a police officer sees it or for some reason you're being patted down, I, I, I don't know. I, you know, it's, it's, you know, as a practical matter, I'm not sure how gung-ho local police are going to be about it. I mean, I'm, I'm not telling you to break the law, but <laughs> I think as, as a as You a wouldn't break the as, law now, as, Paul, as, would you? As, as a practical matter, I mean, it's, you know, it's... You know, it's 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 a it's an uphill battle right now. If you know, for people who don't like, Oops. Uh, you know, personal did use I lose of marijuana. You? I think we lost. It, it, it did. It did pop pretty, yeah. pretty, pretty well. Sorry about that. Call. Yeah, call but thanks for calling if, in. Yes, thank call you. Call back. Hopefully, we won't electrocute you or anything. But, uh, <laughs> we we can't promise anything. But uh, well, you we, know, there's a situation. My my son-in-law. Um, he uh, they, he's he was a, he's in a band and they were playing one night and he left. Uh, they were leaving, packing up, and this was uh, I don't know a couple of years ago I guess, and possibly before medical marijuana, but I'm not sure how long it's been in existence for New Jersey. But he um, was fixing his putting all the stuff in the car, mm-hmm. loading the car. And a cop came over to him, started talking to him, and he walked away, and he went to the other car where the band members were sitting in there smoking. And um, they pulled them all out of the car, but they didn't charge any one of them. But they found a little piece of, uh, like a like a, a roach, as they say, a little, little piece of a joint, and uh, they took my son-in-law to jail. Hmm. Not that I mean, you couldn't even see it practically. So was he behind the wheel? The other guys, well, no, he was packing the car, loading mm. the truck, and uh, this other guy uh, in the other car. The only one they grabbed there was the driver of the car. They got the driver. So, so, and it cost him a lot. Yeah, you know, and another big issue is is and another thing that Sessions is very gung ho about, and the Obama administration was very ungung ho was these confiscation laws uh-huh. where if let's say they find a couple you know a couple joints in your car but for whatever reason you might have a couple hundred dollars in cash or a couple thousand dollars in cash well that's a big deal they they could confiscate the cash and just say well we think this is illegal proceeds of of marijuana and not even arrest you or charge you with anything they can just take your money <laughs> right, and the way the legal system is is kind of stacked up, it's you know the burden is on you to get the money back always, and, and to go to court to try to get your money back, and that's. I mean, I, I there there are a lot of like stone cold conservative Republicans who are just yeah they're not going to let you sick of of you know the federal government just grabbing people's stuff. You know, right. without a warrant, without without even arresting somebody. You know, there are stories of that I've read of individuals who were running businesses who it, they had a lot of cash. That right. was the nature of their business. But maybe they looked suspicious or they were speeding or whatever it was. And, you know, law enforcement essentially divvies up the cash. So it's... I mean that's that's kind of a a big thing to worry about if if you're driving around or or have on your person you know marijuana how much money you got on you <laughs> right <laughs> because because you could lose it <laughs> yeah and, and your could, car and all and that it could stuff, be sure. really hard to get back mm-hmm. you know I mean mm-hmm. I think individual you know police departments are more aggressive about that than others but you think they they have they have their own rules or laws in their own precinct <laughs> well i think i would imagine that each police department they probably have different philosophies or or how hard they're going to go after this i think there are some police departments who see this as as a revenue stream right. so they go for it very aggressively Right. So I think the idea behind these laws was originally going after drug dealers who had, you know, suitcases full of cash, and now it could be virtually anybody, mm-hmm. you know. And it's 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 really an amazing turn of of law, you know. If if you think about the really bigger repercussions of 
you know, a government agent looking into your car and seeing something he or she likes and legally being able to take it. Well, that, 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 that's been <laughs> happened before many times. Stop and frisk. They used to do that all the time. Still do. Well, that's, that's stopping the person, but, you know, if that person has a roll of $100 bills, then the cop can take it legally under the law. Yeah. So and that's and that's you know that's just crazy. That's that's just really really scary. Well, that's why they have to they they really have to change the laws and uh, make it. So why why do people go to jail for marijuana? You know, you want to give them a fine, and that's what they're doing most of the time. They minimize the uh, uh, what what is that? The different classes of drugs and marijuana is like the high class one with yeah. the cocaine. I mean, with there's the there's drug, different with the. It's ridiculous. It's not only that, but it's the amount. Mm. It's the drug, and it's the amount, and it's and it's the prior arrest record or conviction record. Yeah. So if you're caught with a little bit of this, and you've got no record, you know, depending on what it is, I think it might be fairly low. But if this is like arrest or conviction number five, and (laughs) you know you've got a a twenty twenty pounds of pot in your trunk, then that's. That's 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 not that's not a good thing. I don't know. So it's that, that's generally how the how the criminal sentencing goes. It's it's the type of drug. A lot of it has to do with other weapons. Is there violence involved? There's all kinds of little sweeteners that go into the <laughs> the recipe of figuring figuring out how long somebody's going to sit in jail. Right. Right. Well. We are have to break out of here, unfortunately. And hopefully not go to jail, but well, no. I guess we'll find out. We'll go, go home to our house where we are free, <laughs> to some extent. Until the wife comes home. <laughs> there you go. You said it, I didn't. <laughs> uh, just in case. <laughs> anyway, folks, um, I hope you enjoyed the show today. I think it was pretty informative. We... You know, we we just kind of look over stuff and um, try to get in there. I'm glad for the caller and and everyone else. So um, next week, I, I can never remember my next guests that are coming in. But That's a really good one. Yeah, it's, a, real, it's, a, it's a one not to be missed. It's huge. It's huge, yes. <laughs> if you missed it, it would be very sad. Yes, sad, it would. Very sad. Also... Don't forget, tomorrow night is going to be a great show. Okay, yeah, I'm doing a show. We're doing our show next Wednesday, bro. Next Wednesday, okay. Yeah, we're going to have a financial advisor. Oh, are we? Oh, that's Anybody who has finances, that's uh, someone you have. Especially if uh, someone is disabled in your family Uh or has serious uh, health issues, whether it's a child or adult or someone who's elderly it's you know i think financial planning even when you're healthy and things are going great is kind of challenging enough but when right. you have these major you know curveballs of it's someone horrible. with a with a serious serious oh. condition it's it can be a big problem yeah we're going to we go into that another time because that's a big subject yeah that's a real big subject Anyway, um, again, tomorrow night, try pack. What is it called? Try something or other. Try us. Try us. <laughs> try Cameron. That's right. We've got a political program on there with a, a hard nose Republican, a middle lane uh, Republican, and a um, and our, our liber- very, liberty liber our very own <laughs> our very own Rob Bell. And I will be on the mic, so I'm you definitely going to. Sp- are you going to be there. able to contain yourself? No, yeah, he didn't want me around the table. I don't know oh, why, but that's uh, too bad. <laughs> he's got me here. Are you going like, to bring like rolled up pieces <laughs> of paper to throw at people? <laughs> yeah, yes, we shall see. Spitballs, maybe. Yep, we'll do it all. Anyway, folks, thank you for listening. Have a great night. Have a great life. Peace to you. <laughs>